On today's show, Logan Stankoven is tearing up the AHL, and is Quentin Byfield for real? We'll talk about all that and more on today's show on Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hannah Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High, and on today's show, we'll start off by talking about Logan Stankoven currently leading the AHL in points. Wow. Uh, we'll get that started, kind of talk about his progression and how we can expect him, how soon we can expect him to make a decent impact at the NHL level. Um, in our second segment, we'll, we'll review some of the Buffalo Sabres prospects, including Zach Benson, J.J. Paterka. We'll also talk about Isak Rosan and a couple more. Um, and then in our third segment, we'll cover a very interesting question. Is Quentin Byfield here? Is he officially here? Um, I think he is. We'll get that. Uh, we'll get into that further on in the episode in our third segment. But before we get into any of that, today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Yeah, download the Sleeper app and use promo code LockedOnNHL to get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. So let's get things started here with Logan Stankoven. His point totals are ridiculous so far in the AHL. He's got eight points in his last five games, which puts him up to 29 points in 21 AHL games, including 14 goals. This is ridiculous. Like, how did this player slip well into the second round? And yeah, I mean, I think we all know the answer, right? It's it's It has to do with, with how, how far up he can reach, um, right? Something like that. Yeah, he, he's not quite able to clear a vertical jump as high as other players uh, because of his length. Uh, he's yeah. just not very tall. Uh, that's yeah. about it. Uh, he does everything else extremely well. I mean, like the, to start the AHL season, it's been like all the talk has really been focused on uh, the play of Logan Stankoven and Maverick Bork. And for excellent reason, these two players lead the AHL in points. Uh, Logan Stankoven leads the AHL in goals. Maverick Bork leads in points. And, uh, He's only three points ahead of Stankoven. So those two oh, have yeah. been lighting it up uh, as, a, as a duo. And uh, it, it it is vindicating for me. They're both, they're both players that I have been a really big fan of going back to their respective draft years. They are actually the two players that I would have picked with the Habs' respective draft picks in uh, 2020 and 2021. And while Caden yeah. Gould is looking really good for the Habs and uh, – I don't think I'd be picking Maverick Bork over him at this stage. Uh, he still is looking excellent, and and that that pick is also paying off. I mean, the fact that Bork fell to 30th overall that year was also quite a big nosedive from where he likely should have gone, in my estimation, and where he's projected to go uh, by consensus. Yeah. So the Dallas Stars, man, they 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 they've drafted uh, two players with. Really, really high-end tools, interesting upsides, good fallback games, and they are lighting it up in the AHL so far. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you if you haven't been really watching Logan Stankoven too much, and you see the point totals and the height, and you think, oh, this is just another undersized skilled player, 
no this is <laughs> this is the most fearless player i've ever seen like he he hunts down like puck carriers especially on defense on a forecheck like nobody else he just chases through players um and and the physicality that he brings to the game is well beyond his size he plays like a 6 2 200 pound power forward at times like he he's pushing through players um he's hunting down carriers he does all the little things that you love um, you know, if you're a fan of the Brendan Gallagher type, he's right up that alley. Um, but on top of that, the soft skill he has, the goal clearing ability, like this is going to be a really good player for a really long time. And I think it's just a matter of time for he's playing AHL minutes, uh, NHL minutes rather. Um, with Stankoven, I think that the right idea is to leave him in the AHL all year this year. You don't want to bring him up while he's basically one of the best players in the AHL right now. Just let him develop down there. Let him have his fun. And then next year... Training camp arrives, preseason arrives, and you give him a shot. But yeah, what do you feel about that? Do you feel like the the better route with Stankoven is to bring him up as soon as possible? Be like, hey, you've shown us you can do what you can at the HL level. Let's see what you can do at the NHL level. Do you think that this is a good idea for the season? Or just let him marinate, let him have his fun, and then next year we'll see. What do you think? On a trial basis, I wouldn't mind seeing what he's able to do at the NHL level because I think that he has all the tools and abilities to be an effective NHLer already. Like, yeah. he's not, he's, he's going to be a positive impact offensively. He's going to be a positive impact in transition. And he's going to be a positive impact offensively. He's yeah. likely going to do that in the bottom six role, obviously, to start his NHL career. But yeah. I think that he, he makes the Dallas Stars better if he's playing with them. And as far as his development goes, like, you can't really find a more like, pro-ready uh, AHL freshman than <laughs> Logan Stankoven, who uh, would be so comfortable in continuing his development at the NHL level. That said, there's no mistake in keeping him in the AHL to just keep on scoring, especially doing it alongside another player who is just as skilled as him in Maverick Bork and being yeah. able to gain that chemistry. And then maybe next season, both players can elevate themselves into like third line roles as line mates continuously and, and keep that chemistry building with time. I think that would be a patient, methodical approach that could also really work out. So the Dallas Stars have a lot of choices here, and I don't really think they can make a bad one because both Stankoven and Maverick Borg are such intelligent and defensively capable players on top of the abundant offensive skill and ability. Yeah, hundred percent, and yeah, it's almost like you should have been a first rounder. Um, if oh. you look at some of the, yeah, if you look at some of the names that were picked in the first round, a lot of them aren't performing to the heights of Stankoven right now. Like a lot of them, um, and, yeah. And it's just like I had him in my top twenty in this draft year, um, and I was fairly adamant on the fact that you know this is a future like top six buzzsaw forward who can do everything for you. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a penalty killing role down the line. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the first power play down the line. Like there are a lot of roles he can fill. And like you said, this isn't a player that doesn't have a fallback game. Like the worst case scenario with Stankoven is you get a bottom six four checker who's going to bring the energy level up for your entire lineup um, and give you a, such a good shift that you can just throw your first line out there and the other team's exhausted and can just easily like put up points you know, get a decent offensive zone cycle started. Like he, he brings so much energy. Like he brings more energy than skill for me um, to any lineup he'll play in. And that's not a, that's not a, a knock on his skill. Like he's a very skillful player. His ability to find soft dice, his ability to, um, to kind of drag players to the middle with him and open up space on the, on the wings 
um, through his inside cuts, he draws players in and opens up ice for his teammates. Um, really good playmaking touch, but what really stands out, obviously, with Stankoven is just the ability to just fire the puck in the back of the net. There is as much energy in his release as there is in his game. Just a, such a well-rounded offensive player. And, like, it, it happens every year. Every single year, NHL teams overlook these players in the favor of bigger but less overall upside players right i mean even in this first round this past year zach benson slipped and yeah. yeah i mean i can't name you a single thing outside of his size that would turn teams off like even the skating the output is good like even though yeah. the mechanics aren't all there like he he's you know so it's just do you think it's a matter of time for nhl teams to learn or we're we gonna go through this every single year I mean, NHL teams are learning. Like, it's a process that's happening. Like, we're seeing guys like Matt Bay Mitchkov get picked in the top 10, whereas even a couple of years ago, Cole Caulfield fell to 15. Uh, yeah. And I think there is there is some level of progression there in terms of warming up to this idea of undersized skilled players being valuable and being worth higher investment at the draft with, with high-end draft picks. But of course, there are going to be investment uh, uh, exceptions. Like there are players that just kind of fall through those crack cracks, and I think that among high end pieces, Zach Benson uh, really should have been a top five selection, top six maybe. Uh, but thirteenth overall was just uh, ooh, uh, steel doesn't even begin to say it. And we'll we'll dig in a bit more into just how well he's been able to adapt to the NHL in our next segment, but. Uh, yeah, undersized players still still represent real high value swings to make at the NHL draft. Hundred percent. But yeah, that wraps things up for our first segment. We'll get into the Buffalo Sabres prospect pool in our second segment and break down some of their currently their current NHL uh, playing prospects. And we'll get into that right after these messages from our sponsors over at Sleeper. The new NHL season is here and it comes with all sorts of possibilities. Your favorite team could hoist the Stanley Cup. Connor Bedard could score 50 goals, and you can get in on the action with the Sleeper Daily Fantasy Hockey app. Sleeper is our number one choice at the Lockdown NHL Network because uh, with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is correctly predict eight specific player stats. Now, you can guess that the stars of the league are going to score points or that the biggest young guns are going to keep on producing, whether it be Connor Bedard or Leo Carlson or Adam Fantilli. The choice is yours. So use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Alrighty, so moving on to our second segment, we'll be talking about some Buffalo Sabres prospects. Let's get right into it uh, with the, the biggest name, really, and the biggest surprise in this kind of uh, NHL lineup in Zach Benson. Um, as much as I'm a fan of Benson, I was not expecting him to make the NHL roster out of out of camp. Uh, but once he started playing in, in, in training camp and rookie camp and you saw the the just the game breaking ability that he has and the influence he has on the game through his positioning, his forechecking um, and obviously his skill. Um, there was no leaving him out of this lineup, right? And look at him now. I mean, two goals, six assists, uh, in in you know what, eighteen games. Like he's he's doing really good. Well, playing really versatile minutes too. Like I, yeah. I, I took a really close look at him uh, in in the Habs versus Buffalo game and was watching him quite closely every single shift. And 
man, uh, it's Zach Benson. Like he's playing his game at the NHL level. It's it's translating really smoothly. He was uh, probably Buffalo's most effective forechecker in that game. He was a constant thorn on the side of the halves and the breakout on the penalty kill. He was being used in that second wave, and uh, there was one sequence where he was making the lives of both Nick Suzuki and Mike Matheson really difficult uh, right around the blue line for a solid like 20 seconds, which is quite impressive. I mean, any rookie on a PK applying that type of pressure against two well-established, pretty solid NHL players is, is quite impressive. So Zach Benson has been looking excellent. And yeah, like with him, it's always been having this incredibly solid foundation on top of which all of the skill and all of the high-end ability is built. Like there is yeah. this intensity, this intelligence, this calculated nature to his game that allows him to play really effective minutes, no matter when you put him over the boards. And uh, he's he's been a ton of fun to watch, and I mean, yeah, it's it's Zach Benson. He's he's still one of the smarter players on the ice when he's out when he's out there already as a rookie, and uh, that's only going to keep developing. I think that keeping him in Buffalo this season uh, was a really good choice that Buffalo yeah, made. That, 100%. as you said, I wasn't expecting an NHL team to keep Zach Benson around past training camp, no matter how much he impressed, because again small player who's not an elite skater like this is not a mold of player especially like drafted 13th overall that you usually see stick in a lineup in today's nhl as a oh, rookie sure. but but hey benson's been able to do it and he's looking good he he's not producing at a point of game level just yet and he's getting a slightly muted five on five opportunities in terms of his line mates and the quality players he's playing with but yeah He's he's making a, a difference whenever he's on the ice. He's creating advantages in all three zones on both sides of the puck, and uh, he's playing his game, which is just so much fun to see. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want out of Benson. You want a player who is playing his game and isn't trying to mold his game to how other players play. Um, you know, we talk about that a lot as kind of a benchmark for whether or not a player is kind of succeeding at the NHL level or not. It's just, are they trying to modify the way that they play in order to fit what the coaching staff want, what their teammates need. Um, a really good player, a really good NHL player plays their game and their teammates modify the way that they play around that. And I've seen that a lot from Benson. He's a player who, you know, he can do that because the way that he plays, the game that he plays, his game is so effective. It's so effective. And that's been working really well for him so far um, at the NHL level. Now, obviously, there are some warts. There are some things to work out. There's still some kind of adaptation periods that that's required. But seven points in 18 games as a rookie that is one of, what, four players in this 2023 draft to be playing regular NHL minutes along with the top three like it's just it's the top three and then him at 13th overall as the four players that are playing in the nhl right now that alone is really good and well deserved from benson um but a quick word on john on, J, on john jason patricka jj patricka who's been playing um in the top six regularly for buffalo and he has 20 points in 28 games he's the second leading scorer on their team in terms of goals with 11 uh right behind jeff skinner who has 12. Um, Patricka was really, really impressive to me in my viewing of the Buffalo Sabres versus Montreal game. And overall this season, every game I've caught of his, I've been very impressed with what he's been bringing. He's an energetic player. He pushes the pace really well. Um, he knows that he has a speed advantage and uses it really well to get around players and get settled in the offensive zone and basically create offensive zone cycles on his own through his speed and transition. 
Um, for me, he's been one of the best players on this Buffalo team. And to see that progression is really interesting because I always kind of pegged him as a low floor, high ceiling, uh, high, high ceiling, low floor. Sorry, the opposite. <laughs> high floor, low ceiling. I'm having trouble with the words today. High floor, low ceiling type of player. Yeah. Um, you know, he always pegged, I always pegged him as kind of a middle six projection type of guy who can bring energy and speed to your lineup, but wouldn't have necessarily the soft skill to put up these kind of numbers. But look at him now. I mean, he's doing really well. Obviously, Buffalo is struggling on the power play. They're struggling overall at five on five. But Patricka has been a really good bright spot on this team. So I've been decently impressed with him as well. Uh, great progression from this kid. Um, but then you move on to kind of the, the kind of more fringe names that are still kind of working their way up. Uh, Yuri Kulik is back in the AHL after one game in the NHL. Um, I think that's a better kind of development curve for him. Just play in the AHL, score a point per game, continue just scoring goals at will. And then when you're ready, you, you get called up. And yeah, they gave him a trial, didn't work. They sent him back. And that's fine. Then you look at Isak Rosan, who's now at seven games played, still doesn't have a point in this season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the fact that they're giving him NHL minutes because Rossan is a player who, although he's raw physically, his game is very, very mature, right? For sure. He's been adding uh, a lot of layers and depth to his game that weren't there in his draft year. That has mm -hmm. been great to kind of see on a year to year basis. And yep. he's always been skilled. He's always uh, been able to find that to pick corners off the rush, uh, with, with a pretty solid wrist and snapshot. Uh, but kind of extending that like pretty raw mold of player into one that is a lot more projectable today it took a lot of development. And yeah. I've liked how Buffalo's handled his development curve uh, so far in the last couple seasons. And giving him a trial in the NHL has been nice to see so far. I, I, I don't quite see a full NHL player just yet. I expect him to get sent it back down to Rochester to keep marinating a little bit with Yuri Kulik on that top line but he's close i think like both both kulik and and russian are likely candidates to crack the roster uh come the next training camp the next the next year in september so yeah lo lots of lots of plays to be hopeful for in, in buffalo you got matt savoy coming in soon enough you've got jack quinn who will be back soon like lots of young pieces with a lot of skill and complementary strengths and weaknesses as well yeah and speaking of jack quinn i mean uh, I was absolutely shocked when uh, Buffalo picked him over Marco Rossi in, the, in in that draft year because Marco Rossi for me was such so much clearer of a of an NHL projection than Jack Quinn. They were both playing in the same team, and a lot of Jack Quinn's goals were coming off of Marco Rossi passes, um, and Marco Rossi created plays on that line very often. So when they went for Jack Quinn, I was like, yeah, I see the goal scoring ability, sure, but I didn't really see the projection as clearly as with Rossi. And now we're, what, three years later, and Jack Quinn so far has outscored Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi obviously missed a, about a year and a half due to long COVID and, and complications with that. Um, but now that Rossi uh, Rossi's back and Quinn's gone, I mean, Rossi's producing. So, like, where do you stand on that? I've I've always been uh, very much on the side of Marco Rossi in terms of of which player I've I valued more between the two. Uh, I think that like obviously the COVID complications threw a massive wrench into Rossi's development, but the yeah. way he's been able to bounce back this season, I mean, he's up to 15 points in 25 games with, with a struggling Minnesota Wild team and playing top six minutes quite consistently. 
he's playing some good hockey and he's playing his game much like zach benson is it's focused on intensity applying pressure and using then then like the space he's able to create for himself to use his toolkit and use his skill because he really is quite skilled just as jack quinn is as well i mean jack quinn is a highly capable goal scorer but he relies on his teammates to create opportunities for him uh, more more so than Marco Rossi does. Marco Rossi is a play driver and a creator first and foremost, and Jack Quinn is kind of more of that secondary piece on the line in terms of production. And I personally, I've, I've always valued the play driver a little bit more in in that context, and that's kind of continued since then. I mean, Jack Quinn had a tremendous AHL season uh, as a nineteen or. A very young 20 year old and uh and then ha- obviously has been injured this year so he hasn't been able to to, to join uh, the buffalo lineup just yet after putting up like what 14 goals and 30 something points last year which was quite yeah. solid um yeah he projects well I, I i still like jack quinn a lot as like a second line sniper i i, I can't say i see like the high-end top line upside with him especially with what like everything else that buffalo has in their system yeah. Uh, which is a great thing. Like you want to have that internal competition, but at the same time, if you put if if Jack Quinn ends up on your second line with a guy like Matt Savoy and I don't know who else have Yuri you got Kulik? Yuri I mean, Kulik, a lot of options. Uh, Yuri Kulik or Isak Rasian or I don't know like Tage Thompson, Casey Middlestat, a lot of names that can kind of just slot into that top six uh, yeah. that I think would complement Jack Quinn quite nicely. But I don't quite see Jack Quinn as a play driver in that top six or as a primary piece in a top six. Whereas Marco Rossi, I think is on his way to being that for Minnesota. Makes sense for sure. Yeah. And uh, that wraps things up for our second segment. We'll get into our third segment where we answer the question is Quentin Byfield for real. We'll get into that right after these messages from our sponsors over at EB motors. Passion drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophies also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need at the prices you want to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks to LED headlights and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back which is available to us customers only keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply all right so let's close things off with quinn byfield um he has been on fire this season and i remember last year um around the month of maybe march or april i went on the locked on la kings podcasts and was asked a bit about Quentin Byfield and why he hasn't been producing. And that was last year when he had, what, 22 points in the season, something like that. Um, Yeah, uh, 22 points in 53 games in the NHL after almost a point per game in 16 games in the AHL. And I answered very frankly and honestly, and I asked LA Kings uh, um, fans to save that recording. Um, I, I said that by the age of 24, Quinn Byfield would be the best player on the LA Kings. Um, that was called bold for that, like very, very bold for that prediction because Byfield wasn't looking all that well at the NHL level. Um, I might not have been bold enough because now he's 21 and 21 points in 24 games. Like I don't think he's leading the Kings or anything like that in points, but 
he is impactful, like a very, very impactful player. Um, 21 points in 24 games as a 21 year old um, who, I mean, the, the, the physical game and the technical game have finally con- kind of converged into one skills package, which was kind of what was missing with Byfield, right? I mean, he was always a big body who could move really well and had good finesse skills, but it was kind of an isolation, right? There was there wasn't enough cohesiveness in that skill set, but now, right? Oh, it, it's it's coming together, that's for sure. Like uh, Quinton Byfield has been a joy to watch this season at the NHL level. Uh, the goal he scored against the Habs was just hilarious. It was a joke. Uh, like you saw him flash every single tool that he excels at in that play, where. He was using crossovers to gain speed along the boards, drop the shoulder, power his way across Caden Gooley of all players, yeah. uh, across the crease, and just easily put the puck in the back of the net after a beautiful power move. And yeah, definitely a flash of what he's able to do, what, what he can do. And that's been a lot more consistent this season than it was last year. And you're seeing him create subtle advantages too in a way that i wasn't seeing from last season where he's getting confidence with the small things and like the smaller details of the game and retaining possession using his line mates more effectively accessing space go, going for given goes rather than just forcing his way through three defenders when you know at the nhl level even when you are quentin byfield that isn't the most doable plays uh he's learning and he's adding tools to his to, to his toolkit uh that were visible in the past, but really lacked that consistency yeah. and the confidence, but is is very clear so far. And I've been seeing him play a lot of minutes with Anze Kopitar, and I've really loved watching those two play together. You have a great balance there of the veteran, highly intelligent, highly capable two-way center with Quinton Byfield, who looks to take up that mantle from Andre Kopitar in the very near, near future. So... It's exciting times for LA. They're playing some excellent hockey. They're playing very like, like solid as a, as a team, as a structure, and uh, Quinton Byfield is excelling in it, and it's been just wonderful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the the, the kind of progression since his draft year, I mean, his, in his draft plus one, he played six games with LA, only had one assist, um, 20 points in 32 AHL games. Then a year after that, 10 points in 40 games in the NHL and six points in 11 at the AHL level. Then last year, 22 points in 53 games at the NHL level and 15 points in 16 AHL games. And now in his fourth season post-draft, finally breaks out. Um, we talk about it at Dauber Prospects, but bigger players usually take a bit longer to reach their stride, to reach their ceiling. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe we should take that as an example for another bigger, you know, top end pick in a recent draft. Um, who could you possibly be referencing, Hattie? No idea. But yeah, um, I think, I think, yeah, we might see something similar with Yuri Slavkovsky where it takes him four, maybe five years in order to really kind of develop his game and, and develop the cohesiveness acquired. I mean, you're looking at him right now, the past game he just played, uh, against Oof. Buffalo, he was, he was Montreal's best player. Like oh, but by, by a decent margin. I mean, like, like him and Kaden Primo. Maybe, maybe maybe Caulfield was also in contention there with his like nine shots on target and <laughs> yeah. creating advantages everywhere in the offensive zone. But Slavkovsky's yeah. progression has been really impressive, and 
I'm sure the Habs uh, development staff is taking notes with, with what they're seeing from Qu- Quinton Byfield because they are, of yeah. course, quite different players. Byfield is a natural centerman and Tchaikovsky is a natural winger. And stylistically, there definitely are differences there. Uh, like Byfield also has a level of, of speed and mobility that no players his size can really match, his size can really match, let alone yeah. like, like Tchaikovsky can't either, which is... Not all an insult to Slavkovsky's mobility or his skating, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Habs approach that development because we have quite a few examples now in very recent memory of how these massive and very high end picks uh, developed in their in the years following their draft years, and yep. we saw it with Ranton in a couple of seasons ago where the patient approach just paid off wonderfully, and and letting him marinate in the AHL was great and. Mm-hmm. With Byfield, it's been kind of that teetering between leagues and give, giving him opportunities at both levels and seeing how it goes. And uh, it is going this season, to say the least. Yeah, it certainly is. So, yeah. Um, so do you agree? Is Quentin Byfield here to stay? Is this, is this you know, the real deal? He's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be more surprised if he faded away uh, from his current form than if he stuck with it at this stage. Yeah. He's been ridiculous. So many different things to like about him. But yeah, that wraps things up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. they got all your news and updates about what's going on around sports. Um, There's a 24-7 news channel that you can find on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to tune in for our next episode as we talk about some goalie situations and a bit more. Uh, This has been Hattie Kalakesh with Sebastian High, and we hope you tune in next time.